as it echoes from the heavens. Welcome to St. Andrew Lutheran Church, and especially if you're here for the first time, we're thankful that you came. We hope that you hear something that comforts or encourages you in the midst of life's journeys. Um, Today we have a lot in the texts and in the hymns about call, about being called, and what does it mean to be a part of something bigger than yourself. And oftentimes, um, when we look at corporate religion or religion as a whole, sometimes one of the things that's hard about it is that it involves other people. But one of the best things about it is that we are never alone when we are connected to a community of faith. So we'll explore that today. We switch to the long season after Epiphany, and I think it's not a coincidence that there's some green and gold in our pyramids today. Just saying. Um, Next week we have the annual meeting, and if you are the kind of person that likes to digest information in advance, the annual report, the narrative annual report, is out there on the information desk. You can take that with you, as is the spending plan and the council nominee bios. So if you'd like to take those with you, that would be welcome. Uh, We are going to be having the annual meeting at the beginning part of this service next week. If you're not a member, that's okay. It's just a portion of the service. So please do come. We'll still have communion. We'll still have a message and hymns um, and everything that's a part of worship. Confirmation students, if you missed it, we just restocked the worship note folder. So if you want to grab a real one, you can grab that. Now they should be back there at this time. A few announcements pertaining to today. Uh, We will have a noisy offering for our companions in Zerist, South Africa. So at the end of the children's sermon, we'll collect that. Um, Our companions will be with us in June. And if you've been a part of hosting homes, uh, being a host home or sponsoring a meal or helping with transport for our companions, would you just raise your hand really briefly? If you've been a part of the Zerus trip, okay. So there are a few here, and if you have any questions, those are great people to ask about what it is like. Um, but we will be needing quite a few people to host our group from Zerist. So please do keep that in mind. My good friend uh, Jeff Kirchel is here uh, from Helke Funeral Home today, and he is going to help me lead a service on um, what to expect when someone you love passes away. That um, will be part funeral planning conversations. It will be part Q&A. If that's something that interests you, we're going to meet in the chapel um, at 10.45. So grab a cookie and some coffee, and we can resume in there. Um, and we expect that will be maybe about an hour, just a little bit more than an hour of your time, if you'd like to be a part of that. The moving truck has been packed. Pastor Justin is driving, I believe, tomorrow. So he will be in this very room in two weeks. So please do welcome him and greet him when you see him. His girls are starting at South Mountain School this week, Genevieve and Lillian. So please do keep them in your prayers. It's six and nine. This is their first move. So that's a big step. Um, So we'll be glad to surround them as we do at St. Andrew um, and welcome them here as best we can. Finally, we do need a few people to step in as Sunday school comes to an end. Our substitute teacher list needs replenishing. We're also looking for maybe one or two regular volunteers to help once or twice a month in a rotation. If you're open to that, even if you don't have kids in the Sunday school program, but you are willing to do that, um, the curriculum is really simple, and it also gives you a little bit of an insight to some of the Bible stories. Jenna, our faith formation coordinator, is the best person to talk to, um, but you can also chat with me if you have more questions. The Bell Choir is going to center our hearts and our minds for worship with the song, Here I Am, Lord.
together and join in the confession and forgiveness in the inside back cover of the hymnal. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who creates us and forms us, who redeems us and calls us, who unites us and sends us. Gathered in God's presence, let us confess our sin. Mighty and loving God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We seek our own way. We divide the body of Christ. In your mercy, cleanse us and heal us. Let the words of our mouths and the thoughts of our hearts and everything that we do be filled with faith, hope, and love. Hear the voice of Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim release to the captives. In the name of Jesus Christ, I proclaim to you that your sins are forgiven and you are released. The joy of the Lord is your strength and the gifts of the Holy Spirit are yours forever. Amen. We gather in hymn 815.
setting four for the liturgy today, which begins on page 147, the small numbers on the bottom of the page at the front of the hymnal. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. pray. Holy God, our strength and our redeemer, by your spirit hold us forever, that through your grace we may worship you and faithfully serve you, follow you and joyfully find you through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. You may be seated and I would invite the children forward for a message. everyone doing today? Anybody get the chance to go sledding yeah, this week? I did, I did. did you go sledding? Yeah, was it extra good because of the snow? Yeah, and my dog was, was just following the sled. Oh, really? Your dog was pulling the sled? No. Oh, following. was following the sled. That's really, yeah, really cool. Well... I love to go sledding, and we had this place called the Domes that was just by my house when I was little, and I would go with my friends, and we would enjoy sledding down, and then the worst part was having to run back up the hill. It's the worst part, isn't it? It's horrible. So anyway, um, I'm not talking to you about sledding. I want to talk to you about call. I want to talk to you about Jesus calling. 
Well, that's embarrassing. Oh, look who's calling me. It's Jesus. Hey, Jesus. This is kind of a weird time for you to be calling because, you know, we're worshiping you. Oh, hold on. Let me put you on speakerphone. All right. Say it again. I just want the children to know that I love them. Oh, that's really cool. Well, they heard you. Do you guys want to say hi? Hi. All right. Um, Can you maybe give us a heads up about this afternoon? Well, you're going to have to watch and find out. Uh, I figured you'd say that. All right. We love you, Jesus. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Okay, bye. I want to see How weird is that? My ringtone for anybody who's interested is that's the Great British Bake Off theme song because, you know, that's how I roll. Um, Does Jesus really call us up on the phone? No. No. That was just a friend, and I changed their name to Jesus in my contact. So now every time they call me, that's what they're going to pop up as. So it wasn't really Jesus, but it was a friend who was pretending to be Jesus. But I think sometimes if God could call us up like that, he'd say, I love you. And then he'd say, come follow me. So in worship today, we're going to learn a story about what it means to be followers of Jesus. But if Jesus loves us and we follow him, then that reminds us to love other people too. So that's the biggest thing I want to share with you today is that following Jesus means loving other people unconditionally, no matter what. And sometimes when you walk up a hill, it's hard. And sometimes when you get to slide down, it's easy. And love is like that too sometimes. So let's have a prayer and thank God. Gracious God, thank you for the gift of love and for uh, the chance to follow you. We thank you, Lord, for calling us every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. You can head off to Sunday school. And actually, the older kids, if you're in third, fourth, fifth, or sixth grade, if you could help with the noisy offering, that would be great. Okay. You can head on off to Sunday school. Some of the older kids can help with the noisy offering today. Thanks for coming on up. We missed ya. Oh, there are a couple yet. Looks like we got everybody. By the way, the service was a lot noisier than the 8 o'clock. Everybody was really light in putting their coins in, so you guys had a really good noisy offering. All right. Come on back. Let's have a prayer for our friends from Zerus. So let's pray. Oh, we'll wait for everyone to come back and then we'll have a prayer. Thank you so much for helping today. Let's pray. God, we're so grateful for friends and for our friends in South Africa. We pray today. We ask that these gifts might bless them, help them to live um, in joy and love, 
And we are excited for their visit this summer. So we pray that you would help them in their planning. For this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for coming on up. You guys can leave the cans and head off to Sunday school. reading for today is from Isaiah. Listen to me, O coastlands. Pay attention, you peoples from far away. The Lord called me before I was born. While I was still in my mother's womb, he named me. He made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver, he hid me away. And he said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. But I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing in vanity. Yet surely my cause is with the Lord and my reward with my God. And now the Lord says, who informed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him and that Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honored in the sight of the Lord and my God has become my strength. He says, it is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the survivors of Israel. I will give you as a light to the nations, and that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and his Holy One, to the one deeply despised and poured by the nations, the slave of rulers, kings shall see and stand up, princes, and they shall prostrate themselves because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel who has chosen you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 40, verses 1 through 11 is appointed for us today. If you turn the hymnal to the side, you'll find a stripe, and that's the psalm section. We'll read verses 1 through 11 responsibly, with the women beginning with the odd verses, the men responding with the even verses. I waited patiently upon the Lord, who stooped to me and heard my cry.
reading is from 1 Corinthians. Paul, called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and our brother Sosthenes, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, together with all those who in every place call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both our Lord and ours, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that you have that has been given you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in him, in speech and knowledge of every kind, just as in the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By him you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. The word of the Lord. Gospel according to John. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. The next day... John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, Where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He, was, he first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Forty years ago, 
on Thursday of this last week, a man named John started knocking on doors in Rib Mountain. Pastor John began as a mission developer of St. Andrew, and although I'm not sure when he start, where he started pounding the pavement or rather knocking on doors with dog treats in his pockets, he met with people to invite them to be a part of something new, something bigger, a mission plant that would be a new kind of Christian community. And I don't know if he would have imagined we would all be sitting here today. It was a 32-year-long tenure that had impacted the lives of so many of you and all of the saints who now rest with God. A congregation that has a unique mission to, in Wassa to be open all, this is a place for healing for those who have been hurt by previous church experiences. This is a place where we can experiment with what God might be calling us do, to do together. This is a place where people can come to be nourished by word and sacrament week after week. It's not a perfect church. It's not a church without chapters of pain or difficulty. But still, it is a place where the gospel and a vital mission can be lived out and felt through an authentic and generous sharing of the best gifts which you have brought. It's been my joy these last several months to spend time learning from Pastor John getting to know him more in person, but also hearing his voice, so to speak, through the archives that Jenna has been pulling as we prepare to celebrate our 40th anniversary. One such network article was dated back to the fifth Sunday of Easter in May of 1982. And not to share my age, but I wasn't yet born in May of 1982. In his Consider With Me article, Pastor John writes, a pastor once asked to define faithful attendance and worship, and this was his reply. All I ask is that we apply the same standards of faithfulness to our church activities that we would in all areas of our life. That doesn't seem to be too much to ask. The church, after all, is concerned about faithfulness. Consider these examples. If your car started one out of three times, would you consider it faithful? If the paper boys skipped Mondays and Thursdays, would they be missed? If you didn't show up to work two or three times a month, would your boss call you faithful? If your refrigerator quit a day now and then, would you excuse it and say, oh, well, it works most of the time? If your water heater greets you with cold water one or two mornings a week while you were in the shower, would it be faithful? If you miss a couple of mortgage payments in a year's time, would your mortgage holder say, oh, well, 10 out of 12 isn't bad? If you miss worship and attend meetings only often enough to show you're interested, but not often enough to get involved, are you faithful? I read this article at ministry night, and I could feel the edge and conviction, especially of that last statement, asking more of me personally, asking more of us together as we follow Christ faithfully. This invitation is to be all in. To, with Andrew, whose call story we have before us today, come and see when Jesus invites us to be a part of something greater and then to stay and remain with him. The gospel writer gives us this lovely little detail. It was four o'clock in the afternoon when he met Jesus. For what it's worth, I can't make any historical or narrative significance of the time. But when you've met someone you know is about to change your life, 
or when a significant exchange occurs, it's those small details that stick with you. The living narrative of those who were visited by Pastor John all those years ago remember his coat. They remember the way they felt when he came to the door asking about church, the series of events that occurred after the visit. Andrew the Apostle's life changed when he met his Savior, and it was 4 p.m. Jesus invites Andrew not to be all in, but to dip his big toe in the water, to come and see. And when he does, he discovers what the John the Baptist had told him, that Jesus is who he says he is, that he is the Messiah. And he's so convinced that he runs to his brother, and I imagine he pulls him by the tunic and brings him to Jesus, folding Peter into what would be an even bigger journey. And this is just the beginning. The last time I visited with Pastor John, he shared an article with me that he found interesting. It was from the December 2019 issue of the Christian Century. Written by Peter Marty, the article is titled, Getting Close is Risky. Peter Marty details a trip to the Grand Teton National Park, where he and his wife end up sharing in conversation with a ranger named Rick. Ranger Rick details to Peter Marty the process of what to do should you encounter a bear in the park. He writes, After providing standard advice about hiking together and making plenty of noise, Rick turned to the bear spray clipped to his belt. You'll want to use this with care, he said. Always make sure to take the wind into account. I imagine that were I face-to-face with a grizzly, I'd be thinking more about the grave than the wind. But point well taken, it's bear spray, not self-spray. Rick continues, you'll want to spray this toward the bear, but not when the bear is far away. Wait. (laughs) Until she is 30 feet away, so that the cloud of mist doesn't dissipate too soon. I carry energy bars when I hike, not a tape measure. And who in their right mind would actually wait for a bear to get sufficiently close? But Rick knows bears better than I do. The more Rick spoke, the plainer it became. Risk is inevitable if you want to get close. Of this experience, Peter Marty writes, When I reflected on this obvious truth, it struck me that the same reality holds true for our relationship with God. If you want to get close to the Lord, there are risks involved. You become a part of a people who don't look exactly like you and whose company may even unsettle you. You throw your money behind causes larger than your next Amazon purchase. You take heart Jesus' mandate about feeding kids who do not ask to be hungry. If you want to avoid the risks associated with getting close to the Lord, keep your distance. If you want to get close to the Lord, prepare for some vulnerability and be open to letting faith splay you wide open. Risky as this loving one may be, It is our only way of getting near to the grace and mercy of God we so desperately need. And I think the same holds true in our relationships with one another. People that we know 
and live with and love people that are strangers getting close is risky but it is our only way of growing near to the grace and mercy we so desperately need from God and from one another Jesus invites Andrew close to see for himself to stay with him and Jesus invites you close to see for yourself and to stay with him but fair warning when you do you will not be the same in church history legend has it that Andrew was crucified on a sideways cross and what does getting close mean getting close means being vulnerable to pull in others not by the tunic but with your care to see the Messiah with you right where he promises to be in the poor and in the hungry in the lonely in the dying in the child who he says are the ones to whom the kingdom belongs in the least of these and here in God's house through one another in bread and in wine and in God's word we come close again today I think because we see how very close God desires to be with us that he risks all he has his whole life to go through and to the cross and through and to the pain and suffering that we would experience so that there might be solidarity when we encounter the dangers of this world God comes close and this is good news because God does not come to tear us apart but to make us whole and in his son who comes close to us again today we have what we need wholeness and healing and life thanks be to God amen let's stand and sing
with the whole church, let us confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, who suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he he ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Let us pray. Faithful God, thank you for the testimony of disciples throughout the generations and for opportunities to proclaim your mercy. Reveal your truth and glory to all who ponder your word of life. Lord, in your mercy. Creating God, we marvel at the abundance of the world you have made. Give us confidence in our calling to be stewards of the earth so that our lives are in fellowship with all creation. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, We are thankful for all who have marched for justice and advocated for peace and trust our elected leaders with strength, wisdom, and a discerning spirit so that both our words and our actions serve you. Lord, in your mercy. God of hope, thank you for your constant presence as you walk with your children through challenges of joblessness, homelessness, grief, and sickness. Gather your community around all who need your healing power, that they find strength in you. Lord, in your mercy. God of persistence, we glory in the gifts of our church leaders. Bless, Bless and strengthen our council members, staff, worship leaders, and all those who offer their gifts in this community, that our work together would serve your mission to be open to all. Lord, in your mercy. Living God, we give you thanks for the whole communion of saints, each called in their own time to serve you. Inspire our lives with their testimony. Lord, in your mercy. We place our prayers before you, God, united in your spirit through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. We share Christ's peace with one another.
Gracious and merciful, you bring forth food from the earth and nourish your whole creation. Turn our hearts toward those who hunger in any way, that all may know your care. And prepare us now to feast on the bread of life, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. In which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for them all to drink, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Lord, remember us in your love and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Taste and see that the Lord is good. This is Christ's table. It is open to all. You may be seated.
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you always in God's grace. Amen. Let us pray. Faithful God, you have kept your promise to us in this meal, nourishing us with the gift of salvation. Now send your servants forth in peace that we may testify to your goodness and share the hope that is ours in Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. We sing our sending song number 665. Thanks be to God.